friends, welcome back to the KPC Podcast, Deeper Still. Today we are breaking new ground as the podcast is actually being recorded before the sermon. And that's because Jane and I are going to be out of town next week. So uh, the title today is, um, it is all about forgiveness. Forget, uh, it's about unforgiveness, actually. So uh, we're going to be talking about unforgiveness. And I think from an angle that many of us perhaps have never considered it from, um, which, believe it or not, is going to be a biblical angle. Um, so can we get started, Jane? Sure. Please. Okay. Um, in Scripture, one of the things you find with uh, kind of the predominant um, underpinning of uh, this whole topic is that we are forgiven, period. Um, we are a forgiven people. Um, we have been cleansed of every sin, every offense against God, uh, transgression, misstep, error, anything that the Bible um, calls a violation or a sin through Jesus Christ, we've been wiped clean of it. Um, the, a, a perfect example of this is Matthew 18, which is the story of the unmerciful servant. Mm. And, um, you know, we often see that and we get, uh, we get hit with the hypocrisy of it. But the, the, the issue there really is here is a man who has been forgiven a debt he could never pay. I mean, in a hundred lifetimes, he couldn't pay this money back. And the king, in his mercy, the man turns to the king, he asks for pardon, and his entire uh, spreadsheet of debt is wiped out in a second. So he's been given mercy. But then he goes out on the street, and he may have had some good reasons, um, but he goes out on the street, he sees someone who owes him money, actually a peer, a fellow servant, and the servant owes him a very small sum in comparison, you know, maybe... uh, uh, translators say somewhere between uh, 20 to $200. And he asks for the money. The guy does exactly what he does, uh, what he did before with the king. He falls on his knees, basically, begs to be forgiven. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't ask if the debt can be wiped out. He just says, hey, can I have more time? And um, the man who's just been forgiven this gigantic debt refuses to forgive him, has him thrown in jail, and that's really the issue here with unforgiveness is that uh, we, ha- we are living in a state of absolute mercy. We have experienced unbelievable mercy by God. And so, so really forgiveness starts with living in that place, um, appreciating the forgiveness that we've been given, living in a place of gratitude and joy, calling it to mind over and over again, and the way we stay in that place of a, a forgiven life and a forgiven mindset is that from there on out we forgive. We, um, we extend what we've been given by God like the servant did not do with the king. Mm. We choose to forgive. Um, we, we, uh, sometimes we set our teeth to forgive, but we are very quick to forgive. Um, like the Lord's Prayer says, um, God, forgive us our debts as we continue to forgive. Mm-hmm. Anyone who does the same to us. So that's kind of the principle. That's the idea that, that came out of the sermon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jane, any and all thoughts you might have, my dear? <laughs> um, I was thinking about that, the scripture, you know, if you uh, 
If you don't forgive others, God will not forgive you. And wondering, do we take that literally? Well, since it is from the lips of Jesus, <laughs> um, and I, I, that that phrase comes actually off the Lord's Prayer in one, one place um, uh, in Matthew 6. Those are the two verses that follow the Lord's Prayer as Jesus making this declaration. But it, uh, it shows up in Luke. You see it again in Mark. This, um, And it really follows off the story that we opened with, um, which is this servant went out who had just been forgiven went out and refused to forgive Mm -hmm. and the end of the story is the king says okay this is the way you're going to play it then you your family your children you know be thrown in prison until until you're able to repay the debt so if it's that serious of a of a thing to not forgive um others I, I, i think i don't I don't think that people really take it seriously. You know, I don't, I think that we would have a, we would be quicker to forgive if we really believed that, Mm -hmm. you know, if I hold, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hands with last week, you know, offense. If we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, then we, you won't be forgiven. Yeah. I mean, that's, this really, the gravity of that is, is, I mean, it's sobering. Yeah. It's a very, it's a real stark reality. And I think some of it is, is Western um, thinking, Western influence that everything to us is a suggestion. Mm-hmm. To forgive others is a command. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it, 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 that's why I think a biblical mindset is, is so key that, um, you know, we are citizens in a kingdom, mm-hmm. not independent voters with a choice when it comes to the commands right. of God. And it's it's very clear. Um, and I think what's so beautiful about this, too, is that really the way the way this is working is, you know, here's Jesus who's forgiven us everything on the cross. And so so in essence, what Jesus has done is he's saying, look, when I tell you to forgive somebody. Here is the forgiveness. Right. Take this forgiveness that I've given you. Right. Take this forgiveness from the cross right. and just stretch out your hands to yeah. different people with it. And I think there's that dynamic that right. sometimes we think, oh, it's a harsh command. Who could ever who could ever muster up the ability to be able to do this? Well, no, it's it's a spiritual gift. You know, God passes it on to you and you extend it. Yeah, I liked how you, you said that at the end of the, your sermon. Mm-hmm. Or you will, I will say, say it at the end of your sermon now that the now that the cat's out of the bag. Um, but obviously, I've read your sermon, and I I like I really um, that was that really impacted me how how you said that you know with the, I mean and it's not just forgiveness but with a lot of the commands that God gives us in Scripture, He provides for that command. In other words, you know forgive others as I have forgiven you. Here's the forgiveness to do it, you know. Um, and you pointed out, or, you know, be holy. Here's holiness. Um, he's not asking things of us that are impossible or that we have to muster up in our own strength and just our own willpower. We have to find the, the um, 
you know, the strength within ourselves to forgive right. someone. Well, yeah, I really like, don't think that's possible. I don't yeah. think that you can forgive unless it is completely spirit um, initiated. I just, I just don't, I just, I think it's a, I mean, it's a miracle to be able to forgive someone. Mm-hmm. It really is. And um, of course, there are things that happen to us that are maybe easier to forgive, you know. Um, people do things to us and they don't mean to do those things, of course, but, and then there's horrible things that happen. That people mean to do to us right. sometimes. <laughs> and, right, I mean, exactly. And to be able to forgive any and all of that, it's just, I really do think it's a miracle. Yeah, and I think it's brilliant you point that out because... One thing we love to do in the evangelical church is we love to say, when it came to my salvation, I didn't save myself. It was an absolute gift of God. <laughs> but then we'll turn around and we'll take all the commands of God and act like we have to, we have mm, to figure out how to live those right, out. You know, yeah. like, like uh, Jesus says, you know, love one another. And what he's saying is, look, I have loved you. Um, I saved you in love. I filled you with my love. Um, you are the beloved. Mm-hmm. Love people with that love. Love people with what I've given you. And, but it's you've got to enter into that miracle relationship mm-hmm. with God to get it. And I think it's true of all the things of right. God. But we love to get legalistic very quick. You know, yeah. like, well, I've, I've got to pull this off in my strength. You know, I've got to be smart enough, holy enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and everything is literally turning, getting it from God, getting it from the Word of God. And then turning with it to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to live it out. It's, it's not our strength, not our power, right. not even our idea. I mean, we're told, you know, in Scripture before we take communion, you know, to to if you know before you come mm-hmm. to the Lord's table, if you know someone else has something against you, do whatever you can to make it right before. Um, which kind of leads to another point. What do you do when you ask someone for forgiveness? So so the, the shoe's on the other foot now. Like mm. maybe we have wronged someone and intentionally, unintentionally, whatever, and you, you go to that person and ask for forgiveness and there is no reconciliation. As you know, there is no... Yeah. Like they they don't forgive you, at least not immediately. And then later when they, maybe they're able to, but as far, you know what I mean? Like there's no communication, like I've forgiven you. What do you, what do you do with that? (laughs) I I, I do think that's the beauty of, uh, and the relief of, of the command to forgive is that it's only on us. You know, it's great if I ask you to forgive me and you forgive me. But if you don't, that then is on you. And I, and that's kind of the point of it is I'm to forgive. Um, I'm also supposed to be a person who should ask very quickly for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But if the other person won't give it, then the pressure's off me. You know, now I, I should hang in there and love them. I should wait and be patient. Sometimes the wound is gigantic. Yeah. It's just going to take a while, right. you know. I, I do something, you know, astronomical and sometimes an I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Right. There needs to be some healing first, like right. you said. 
But in the end, it's my job to forgive, right. um, to seek to be a person who seeks forgiveness. And I think it's important to say that is that some forgiveness it it is a journey like like much of our walk with the Lord. It's a journey, and there are some things that take longer to forgive. But I think the point is to be on that journey towards forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, confessing with our mouth, and, you know, that we do forgive and then continually to continuing to confess until it really does become truth. It yeah. does become our reality that we have been able to forgive. I mean, I, I know you and I both have been in that place before where forgiveness, it just took a, it took a while. It took a, it took a lot of prayer and it does take healing. You know, sometimes you have to get healing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that sometimes relationships aren't necessarily restored right. though. You know, even if forgiveness takes place. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think too, a lot of times with forgiveness, and usually I think it's in proportion to the magnitude of whatever, you know, how large the offense or the, the injury was. Sometimes there's a battle with flesh too, mm-hmm. with forgiveness. Like you say the words. Mm-hmm. And the next day you still feel all the pain you felt the day before. And I love that you say that, you know, that, uh, forgiveness is something we have to persist in sometimes, you know, we got to keep praying. I mean, I, you know, several of those situations in my life where, you know, with you, I said, God, to forgive them. It pops back mm-hmm. up again, but you yeah. just hang in there, lean in there. And then two, there are, you know, the, there are just some folks who, who will not forgive. It just feels better. There's, there's kind of a, a joy and something, well, it's not a joy, but there, there's something that feels good to them about spite and anger. And again, you know, it's not on us, it's on them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it takes work for sure. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, um, I felt, or I believed that, um, in order to forgive someone or, you know, for, for that or for someone to forgive me, then there had to be um, a returning to what the relationship was before. Mm. But now that I'm older and I've, I just understand that some relationships can't, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, boundaries, you know, like there just are some, you have to have healthy boundaries in place. So if someone has, repeatedly wronged you and you continually forgive them which we are to do that that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to re-enter back into relationship with them but I think I felt I would feel guilty over that I would feel oh I must not have really forgiven them Mm -hmm. because I can't I don't trust them anymore or, you know, I don't find myself able to confide in them the way I did or, you know, because I mean, you know, just a situation I'm thinking of specifically like trust was broken. And so then I feel like, oh, well, if if I if I've really forgiven them, then that means the relationship's going to return to what it was. But that's not Mm -hmm. true. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that um, that things are completely restored back to what they were. 
Yeah, and, and some of that's just the repentance in the other person. Um, I was talking to uh, a woman a couple years back, and she had been had an extremely traumatic childhood, and she had been um, abused in just about every conceivable way. And so she was dealing with the matter of forgiving the person who perpetrated this on her. And her struggle was, I've forgiven them. It's mm-hmm. the same, same struggle you talk about. I've forgiven them, but now I feel bad because I'm not in any kind of relationship. Right. And just through the conversation, she got to the point where she realized, you know, that that person hasn't repented. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they can and are, uh, they are capable and it is likely that they would do the same type of thing. So I've forgiven them. But I do have to keep my distance. Right. I can love them and pray for them, right. but not put myself in that position again. And I, th- uh, I think you're, you know, that's that's absolutely right. valid. But without holding things against them, like, well, no, then that well I forgave be... you, but I'll never talk. That's no, that's a totally well, then different that, thing. Well, then that yeah. wouldn't be that wouldn't be true forgiveness. Right. Because I think what's what's a miracle and what's amazing about it is that. I do believe you can have a genuine um, love and care for people, you know, that have wrong, that you know have wronged us, and you've forgiven them. You don't re-enter into the relationship the same way, but you can, and that's yeah. the miracle part. You can really love them and pray for them and bless them and want the best for them. Right. That doesn't mean that you have to be in relationship with them. And that's what I have learned. Um, and, I, and I just, I feel like that's really freeing because I think that, you know, just like, well, like I just said, you know, it's, it's, it's bondage to feel like, well, forgiveness equals relationship. Not, not, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Some right. relationships do need to be restored. Um, you know, a husband and wife relationship could be restored. I mean, there are relationships that can be restored through mm-hmm true forgiveness and you definitely want to work towards that but then there are other relationships that you can let go of okay but so the the key to the restoration of relationships where both sides are able to come together and and share a depth of relationship again and for it to be as good or better is repentance Mm, and that's what's gigantic because without without repentance um, the marriage is going to fall apart or the marriage is just going to go dead even if they stay married. You know, two friends, how can they come together without repentance and reconciliation? So, um, you know, along with forgiveness, there's there's f- the act of forgiving, but for it to be as good or better, there's got to be repentance on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, and that's the key. You're right is that we can forgive. That's our responsibility, to forgive always. There's never a situation where we are let off the hook in forgiveness. Yeah. Absolutely. But you're right. For a relationship to be rest- like to be restored, there has to be true repentance. And so then when there is true repentance, which, of course, is a changing of of their ways, our ways. When we truly repent, we turn, right, and change our ways. And so, yes, then there would be restoration in a relationship, absolutely. But if that doesn't happen, then letting go of those relationships is okay. And and I think everybody listening to this is probably thinking about all those times someone said to them, 
I'm sorry. Mm. And then they went right out and did exactly right, what right. they did before. Um, and I think about that in marriage, you know, um, you know, I can say I'm sorry and expect you to change and you to get it without changing my behavior at all. That's so funny that you, you said that because <laughs> this morning I was um, load, finishing loading the dishwasher from dinner last night. And I opened the dishwasher and all the plates had food all over them because whoever loaded, whoever loaded. We know who you are. (laughs) I know who you are. Didn't rinse the dishes. And I just, and I had this thought, it gets on my nerves so bad when people say they're sorry and then they do the exact same thing again. And I just had this whole conversation with myself because that is not true repentance that's a small thing, and obviously I forgive whoever loaded the dishwasher. <laughs> but, and see, that's that's so funny because then I could just easily fall into offense over that. <laughs> over that. But from last week, no, don't be offended. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is so, it is, it is not true. Yeah, it's not true repentance to say you're sorry and then not change your ways. Yeah. But, and you know, so what do we do as but good I parents? But I still have to forgive. <laughs> yeah. But but what do we do as good parents? You know, not just explode, but we say, okay, kids, come over here. Because it was our kids. <laughs> come over here. Rinse those dishes. Right, yeah. If you need to learn how, I'll show you not, how. Don't let them off the hook. But we help them change right. behavior otherwise. That we've done that a thousand times. I know, yeah, we no, have I'm done that kidding. several times. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. So it is huge. So then really the act of forgiveness is is really for our own freedom Mm -hmm. and our own relationship with the father you know just just like uh we talked about last week with staying offense free (laughs) it's you know it's for our own freedom our own joy our own walking in the light and it's the same is true with forgiveness Mm. if we can't find it within ourselves to forgive someone else we're really putting ourselves in bondage not the other person yeah and i think that's the language to go with um i love that you say that because it is that is to me that's the issue with unforgiveness is that it is a prison cell it is bondage it is slavery. And the, the, uh, the tragic irony is that we feel like when we don't forgive that, um, you know, we've really got it over that other person. Right. You know, whatever pleasure we're getting, there's, you know, I've got control. I, mm. I'm, I, am, I am your judge. I am your executioner. But the tragic irony is we're, we're the ones in prison. We're the ones in shackles. I was talking to someone today about a, um, a person I know that... Um, is just absolutely filled with unforgiveness. They're the most bound person I've ever known. I mean, every time I see them, it's a, it's kind of like Scroo- you know the end of Scrooge with the great big chain around his neck. Mm. It's like the chain has gotten longer mm. and heavier. Um, everything from their demeanor to even the tone of their voice. Yeah. Anything. And, and what's so sad with this person is that um, they've they've gotten they've debilitated or digress to that point where to where most of the things they're talking about, they're not even things that really happened. It's everything is a perceived right. offense. So right. it's just, 
Whereas a person who lives in forgiveness, right. it's kind of hard to offend them. You know, even things that would have, that, you know, I might go, whoa, but the rude words just slide off. Right. The insults don't stick. Um, they, they've forgiven. They've lived, they're living such a forgiving life that they don't get offended in the first place. And that's right. a beautiful, that's just freedom. Yeah, that is freedom. And I think um, what, um, yeah, because I think when we don't forgive, what we're really doing is we're giving the enemy a foothold in our lives. We're giving um, Satan a, an open door, really, into mm-hmm. to put us in more and more and more bondage yeah. as we just fall deeper into. I mean, that's that example that you, it's just a perfect example of what happens to us. Our mind gets clouded. Our emotions get clouded. Things are way, way blown out of proportion. They're not as bad, you know. And maybe it started with a genuine um, painful offense, you know, a painful hurt in someone's life. But but then it grows and it grows and it grows. I mean, we, you know, I mean, I've, I've been there in my sure. own life. And, it, you know... And had to really work through that forgiveness. I mean, we're not saying that this is easy necessarily. It can be, but it's not necessarily easy. There are a lot of things that are really difficult to forgive. Yeah, and I think that's why reflecting on Jesus is um, is just so so critical to this. You know, you're just looking at um, taking a good long look at his life. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, but, you know, when you think about what happened to him, you know, insulted, lied about, schemed against, um, falsely accused, arrested, beaten, Mm -hmm. pierced, Mm -hmm. crucified. Um, There have been many times when, and I'm, I'm learning to get better about this, of thinking about whatever it is that I feel so much anger and unforgiveness about and going, does my issue begin to mm-hmm. rise to the level of what Jesus went through. Yeah. And then, too, I've been forgiven of everything. Mm-hmm. Can I really refuse to forgive? So some of it, I think, is logic. It is common sense. It's reflecting on the life of Jesus. And and like you just pointed out, I think it's also being very aware, you know, like the war on drugs in the 80s. Um you know, part of the reason a lot of kids didn't do drugs was because of that egg <laughs> frying in that pan. This is your brain on drugs. It was, well, there's a real consequence to this. But as you pointed out, the consequence of unforgiveness is just deadly. You know, mm-hmm. it's darkness. It's poisoned relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an existence versus mm-hmm. a life. And, and unforgiveness is just, it's, it's not worth it. It's like drugs in the 80s. The high is not worth it what it's going to do to your life and your body. So, I know. Well, drugs today still. Okay. Yeah. But they definitely were using that fear tag, fear campaign. But it's good to have a holy um, fear like that. Yeah, uh, The sure, consequences yeah. of unforgiveness right. in my mind, in my life, in my relationships. Um, one other thought I had, I think that's interesting, is that um, before you can forgive someone... You actually have to acknowledge that you've been hurt, mm-hmm. that you've been wronged. 
which I think can be almost the most difficult thing to do for some people. You know, for some people, I mean, we. I'm sure we know. I mean, I know people in my life. I've been that person before. That's like, oh no, no, I'm, I, it's fine. I'm fine. That didn't hurt me, or you know, we just we we don't admit right. You know, when we've rightly been hurt. I mean, you know, I mean, like there's a real genuine hurt, offense that's happened to us, pain, abuse, all kinds of things. But we can't forget if we can't forgive if we actually can't even admit that. Yeah, I think it's the whole nature of confession. You know, we tend to think of confession um, just in regards to sin. But what what is confession? It's holding it out there, holding out what I did before a holy God who takes it away. I think the same is absolutely true of traumatic things, whether, you know, they're, it's light trauma of being insulted or embarrassed or kind of wrong, or whether it's a huge, gigantic thing. Confession's involved that before yeah. a holy God, we say, Lord, here it is. Or to a friend, yeah. um, I should say, and also to a friend, because God always needs to be involved in this. But it's, hey, this happened, it really hurt. And there are a lot of people walking around and they just stuffed it because, right. well, you know what? I'm, I'm a Christian. I can't, you know, I, 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 I can't admit anything like that. I got to keep it all together. But confession in regards to, to pain and unforgiveness, it's absolutely part of it. Right. And I, I, I really think that can be the most difficult part of the whole process Yeah, because it's very vulnerable, you know, to admit that you've been hurt, that you've been wronged. That's really, you know, and I think too, in, in some generations, you know, we just don't talk about stuff like that. We just don't talk about mm-hmm. our feelings. We're just going to just pretend like it didn't happen, you yeah. know, and it just, it doesn't allow things to be in the light and be forgiven. So. Yeah, and I think if, you know, if anybody wants a biblical example of that kind of confession, you know, letting out the hurt, um, the Psalms, mm. uh, that is half the subject line mm-hmm. of the Psalm is, right. oh God, how long? Oh God, did you see what they did to me? Right. Oh God, this hurt, you know, my soul is in anguish, God. So the, the language of the Psalms is the king, who is an incredibly godly man, King David, is um, is just confessing. And some of it is enemy related, you know? Right. Lord, and look at what they've done. Here's who they are. Yeah. So, and I think that's critical. such a because that lamenting our pain, yeah. that lamenting is such an important part of of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's such an important part of the grieving process and getting through to forgiveness. We have to lament what we've been through. Right. Well, when you read, you know, bear one another's burdens. It's exactly what it's talking about. You know. It's not talking about going around and helping each other pick up furniture and move it around. Mm. It's uh, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of mm. Christ, yeah. which is redemption, That's good. restoration, salvation. So That's it's good. a huge subject, but it's so good. It is a huge subject. All right. Well, folks, I think there you have it again. Uh, hopefully you were able to go a little deeper still with us. <laughs> Join us next time as we... Talk about Mark's next sermon, which I will not give away the title to.
So that'll be concluding the four-part series on uh, the things we leave behind. That's right. So we're leaving shame, offense, and unforgiveness behind. And then the last one Mark will talk about in about 10 days. Yeah, that'll be great. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you next. Well, we'll, you'll hear us next time. (laughs) 